This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we have a fan favorite, a returning uh, guest host, Leah. Hi, Leah. Welcome back to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, Ajit, and hello to everyone listening. So, we have a quite a lot of cricket to discuss. Some test matches, some limited overs games, even a World Cup final. But uh, how have you been before all that? I've been pretty good. Thank you very much. How have you been? Well, I returned from a holiday. And, uh, well, reality hit me in the face with the pan. So, getting used <laughs> to it. Right? So, I have to do all the things again. Go to work. Uh, pretend I like my colleagues. Well, scratch that. I like them. So, <laughs> all that. Right? But yeah. also, uh, get used to the grind. So, I just finished cooking my dinner before we started. So, all of those things as well. So, well, at least that's something that's not pain. So, I'm happy to cook because I like cooking. So, yeah. Just finished yeah, me dinner. Too. Yeah, I know. You You always post nice recipes and also on uh, Twitter as well as on chats. I know. I know. You You also even <laughs> claimed you can make a nice deep dish pizza. Um, except uh, it I has spam can. on it. Except it has spam on it. But uh, we, can, we can remove that for me. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, uh, now, onwards, uh, I think we yes. should get right away into the amazing uh, third test. India versus uh, Australia, the Border Gavaskar Trophy. What happened? Yes. India uh, got uh, caught in their own trap. Um, yeah, a bit, a bit, um, because um, there was a they 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 rolled out a very very spin friendly pitch, and and India actually couldn't bet on it. Then Australia batted much better than India, and um, in the second innings, India still couldn't bet as we know they can bet uh, mm. in home conditions, uh, with one exception, which was near and dear to my heart, Chiteshwar <laughs> Pujara found his form again. There was a there was a semblance of the old Chiteshwar Pujara we know. And um, they set um, Australia a target of 76, which Australia chased down without any problems. Mm-hmm. But what I found the most remarkable was that Australian spinners suddenly can bowl in the subcontinent. They always can. I think uh, no. Lion has multiple five fours previously as well. No. Yes, 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 yes. He has multiple five fours, but they are they came at 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 a at a at an economy and a cost that was not mm. very good. And and right. I think that's a that's an Australian tradition. Um, Shane Warne's numbers in the subcontinent weren't that good right so that was that was really the the surprise for me i think the quality of the australian spin attack and the inability of the indian batting to play spin in home conditions look i think uh, as i said india were really surprised at how the pitch behaved right at the start right so batting first they thought you know bad first bad big maybe a 300 
right because it was their choice to bat first yes so they were really stuck by how the ball turned and rohit and shubman i think shubman looked comfortable he could have gone on to make more runs uh, we'll get into that but rohit sharma probably not the right sort of a person for this pitch he tried to get it out for a while so the what really hurt india was that they were um, five down for 45 right and then mm-hmm. virat kohli got out so they never recovered from that first morning's bad batting so i i must say see three or four wickets you would have lost anyway but they lost as much as five and six and then there was no coming back so as there is a famous saying right you can lose a test match in a session you cannot win yes. it in a session so that's what happened to india because at 7 for 82 going into lunch there was really not a lot of hope that you would make more runs they got to 109 right thanks mm-hmm. to umesh yadav's bigets so the lower order which almost always you know does something couldn't this time so jadeja is batting as highest number 5 in this test and that's okay because he's a very good left-hander he's shown it in the first test as well and he can do a lot so that's not a problem and probably you know this was one of those tests where i would have expected somebody like akshar patel to have gotten a promotion just for the heck of it mm-hmm. send him at 3 or 4 or 5 just to stir it up a bit hold ravindra jadeja back because uh, him and ashwin and they can bat well with the tail right so that didn't materialize so basically for me it was just that one one session's bad batting so matthew kunman must be given all the credit he took a 5 for 16 and then land took 3 so between them they completely destroyed india in yeah 33 and a half hours just over a session must be said right so that basically meant australia had the test uh, to their command they had to just go seize it and they did really well that day so the test was almost over at the end of day 1 because australia finished 56 runs ahead of india even so yes. 50 odd runs so and khwaja basically is to be given credit for that and with marnus and smith basically also into the second morning they ensured you know australia could have put up as much as 300 close the game in with an innings victory right but then from 4 for 186 lot of credit once again indian spinners wake up australia mm. loses 6 for 11 no and, no 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 No? Sorry, sorry to sorry to interrupt. Ah. Uh it's it's I think it's it's uh, Umesh who is uh ah, yes. with, with the with the collapse. Correct. With the collapse. Uh, You're right. They they lost they lost six wickets for 11 runs and three of them fell to Umesh, the other two to um to Ashwin. Yes. You're right. Now I think Umesh should be given credit. I I didn't I didn't say it right when I said, you know, Indian spinners woke up. It was Umesh who started. So, beautiful uh, controlled reverse swing bowling, right? First of all, Cameron Green, that LBW. And mm-hmm. then that bold of Mitchell Stark and Todd Murphy. So, basically, it was amazing controlled reverse swing. What you would have expected Shami to do, Umesh did. He was brought in in Shami's place and he took that role. And I think Siraj has been a bit surplus in the all those yes. three tests, I thought. But, well, you can't drop him, but... maybe next test we may see that so next test they have been asking for a seamer at least rohit sharma openly said he wants a seamer and he wants his batsmen to prove themselves on a seamer if they qualify or not for the world test championship final so at 2-1 we know australia have qualified for the world test championship final but mm-hmm. not india yet so if they can win the last test they'll qualify otherwise they open the doors to sri lanka right yes. and maybe even south africa so india fought back very well but by then i think a lead of you know that lead was already too much 88 on this pitch and probably india did as well as they could have in the second innings but in this sort of a game you would expect india to have that 80 run lead 
right and then they do what they can in the second innings and then you give opposition 250 to chase and then you take the game something like this this is usually the formula it worked exactly the other way where their one sessions fade brain fade completely cost them i thought shreyas ayer he didn't know what he was doing he was bold in the first innings jadeja had a rare failure virat kohli i think for two tests in a row he's got in and got out you expect he would go on from here i don't know what it means for him uh, whether he's taking into account in the bigger picture what do you think um i i don't know if um if there's just a first innings failure um because i think first of all i think jadeja had a had a rare off test he didn't right. he didn't do anything with the bat um he didn't bowl that well he he bowled a lot of no balls he had manos labuskain um he took his wicket on a no ball he bowled cost, him right hmm. yeah which in which cost india a lot um and apart from pujara and and treyas ayer um the indian batting performance in the second innings wasn't that much better than in the first um it's just mm. that pujara gutsed it out and and made 59 second highest score of the match um and treyas ayer made a under the circumstances mm. very respectable 26 right i mean i thought half an hour more of treyas ayer the game could have turned even right the way he was going Yes, uh, the second the second day was a was a real roller coaster. It was it was <laughs> Australia's on top. Oh, India fighting back. Oh no, here's day, uh, here's Nathan Lyon. Um and and the tides changed again. Hmm. So it was a it was a really exciting day of test cricket. Um hmm. I think I think the the evening session in the end was a bit underwhelming there was a bit of there was a bit of comedy cricket and <laughs> in india's india's innings ended with a comedy run out fittingly <laughs> siraj i don't know what he was doing <laughs> yeah siraj siraj throws his wicket away while uh, when when akshar patel actually did his best to to bat with the tail ender one mistake and and all siraj has to do is to keep it out one over and what does he do ah, i'm going for glory i am shannon gabriel yeah i could hear uh, shades of uh, fazir mohammed in my ears <laughs> exactly well look uh, that was a bit disappointing no doubt but also i think that was all could have been done on that pitch maybe they were also a bit you know a bit a uh, uh, bit confused in their heads india I and mean, yes. rohit i expected he would do a bit more and also um, shubman gill right right at the top those three four had to take the responsibility of taking india to at least past uh, the score uh, or the lead and then start building a total and then you had all of these people chipping in with you know 50s and 30s and that's when the difference would have been really there they they failed on that terribly so that that was that was a bit of a letdown if you are an india fan but yeah as i said the difference <laughs> already happened in the first first uh, day yeah yeah i think i think what what i find most disappointing is that if you take the top 4 of india the top 4 batsmen of india in this mm. match they they collectively played eight individual innings and in these eight individual innings there was 
only one innings of 30 runs or more. And that was Pujara in the second one. And that is not good enough, I think. Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. They can do much better than this. And they should, actually. So, yes. if you want to play the World Test Championship final, you cannot have such brain fades. Even at no. home. I mean, there's no comeback, right? So, look, Lion is a quality, world-class bowler. And he's waiting to pounce. And that's exactly what he did. He deserves all the credit for taking Australia home. But on the first morning when Matthew Kuhnman took the 5-4, it was Indian batsmen who had made those mistakes. Right? So, well, the credit definitely goes to the Australian spinners. They won a test outright. Right? Absolutely. And then, and I, I, just a bit of by-play, how Shreya Sayar was worked out. That was nice. Yes. So, in the second innings, where uh, Mitch Stark showed he can bowl a bouncer and then bowled one sort of a little bit fuller, Shreya Sayar lashed out at it and really good catch. Right? So, Mm. That that was that was very interesting. So all that, if you see, you would know. Ah, yes. So you know, India were comfortably outplayed. The credit goes to Australia in every department. That catching, that proactive uh, field setting, everything. Right. So they deserve the credit, and they mm. should be given the credit for that. My only gripe with that assessment is I still maintain that Nathan Lyon is only the second best off spinner named Nathan Australia has ever produced. <laughs> Who's the first one then? Horitz. Ah, this is this is. <laughs> I know, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a Dan Deepki joke. I know. Mm. Now, but <laughs> I think Horitz was uh, let go a bit too soon, and that's a that, that's a discussion yeah. we can get into another time. It's 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 just a stupid joke, actually. Ah, no worries. So, in any case, um, yes. it was it was it was a wake up call. Right, so Let's I think India so. will come back strong, no matter how the pitch will be in Ahmedabad. I think they will come back very strong on it, and they will want to go and win the game. Right, so they have to. Yeah, otherwise they don't. Uh, they don't make the World Test Championship final. So that that's going they to don't, be interesting. They don't guarantee they make the Test Championship final. Aha! Indeed, indeed. You're right. So, otherwise, a lot of combinations, permutations have to fall in place. Maybe yes. New Zealand will have to do some favors for India. Right, mm-hmm. but let's see. Let's see what what really comes through. Uh, so that was that was the first test uh, or the third test, the first of the okay. tests we wanted to discuss. The next one is a more straightforward test uh, played in South Africa between South Africa and West Indies that finished yesterday. So in this case, Bavuma started his captaincy career with a win, but a near king's pair. He missed it by one ball, but nonetheless, South Africa showed that they are serious. You know, batting first, they put on a reasonably big score. They're sort of middle and lower order, let them down. But at two for 221 or even one for 221, anything could have happened. That slightly careless run out of uh, Tony De Zorzi, the debutant, opened mm-hmm. the doors. And must be said, West Indian fast bowlers barged right through, led by Alzari Joseph. Right. So I, I actually questioned on Twitter if they had one bowler too many. And I dare say it might have been Shannon Gabriel who should have missed out. But they chose a heavy batting, uh, a heavy bowling order, and their bowling mm. order did the job in both the innings, frankly. Mm. But it was their uh, batting order that let them down badly. Because in the first innings, look, they fought. They fought enough. But then they have a much better lower order than this. So between Roston Chase up until Alzari Joseph, you would expect 
they would make these crucial 20s and 30s only rastan chase and kyle myers did a little but you expect a bit more you are batting you are batting with enough all rounders in the 11 raymond rafer i don't know if he's really test number 3 but he's there he did his job well in the first innings mm-hmm. right rastan chase looked like he was going okay kyle myers then suddenly from about 4 for 169 they they lose control and they are all out for 212 so that collapse probably again cost them the game because if that come to anywhere within 40 50 runs of what south africa had made given what really transpired after that yes they could have given themselves a real chance so andrick norke took a 5-4 kageshwar abada marco jansen gerald kotsi the uh, debutant he mm-hmm. did really well he he looks like one for the future right so awesome awesome uh, test match if you are a fan of fast bowling right absolutely any game any game including um kageshwar abada and andrick norke is a feast for any fast bowling fan you know what surprises me uh, both marco jansen and kotse they didn't look like they were trying to bowl fast yet they were hitting 140s consistently that that was quite something yes if i mean i mean it's i guess it's a, it's kind of it's it, it's it's a it's a question of technique if you if you have the mechanics you can make it look effortless and now it's well, not effortless i i would say sheer strength as well sheer strength of the individual yeah that helps as well i agree if you look at heinrich norkia he doesn't look like the most bulky guy say no. kurtse was already bulkier than him right bigger and bulkier and always lungi engidi is bulkier than him but he is much faster so it's just mechanics but also the sheer strength the core strength of the individual i suppose kagisora bada is not bulky but he bowls so fast right he was almost like mm. a sharp sword so then in the second innings west indian bowlers decided to wake up so heinrich norke had a 5-4 then because he matched alsari joseph kimar roach said i'm too experienced i can't you know not perform on this pitch and really they could have actually dismissed uh, south africa under 100 even but a little bit of hitting at the end right from 7 for 76 8 for 80 you yep. think it maybe they'll dismiss them for 80 and then give themselves even less 220 to chase or something right but then that was not meant to be and then those 20 runs that i think gerald coach hit was very important just he swung right and Absolutely. then i think they introduced shannon gabriel who bowled a couple of no balls he bowled some hard balls no doubt about it but then those 20 runs probably they blinked a little but then in in the bigger picture it wouldn't have mattered because again south african bowlers were absolutely turned on come the fourth innings they knew they had to break through right away and in that one hour before lunch i think rabada broke through he dismissed craig prath right mm. that was um i think i think mash from um from the caribbean mm. cricket podcast was uh, very upset <laughs> uh when 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 brathwaite was dismissed for a duck um on the other hand i because he because he thinks that brathwaite is the cornerstone of the west indian batting lineup well he's And not wrong he's he's not wrong in one sense but i would argue looking at the scorecard um at one point west indies uh were chasing 247 um they were 20 runs for four wickets um jansen was on a hat trick and still they lose by only 87 runs 
Exactly. I mean, look, if they had put in those 20s and 30s, what I was talking about, right? So in the second innings, yeah, you Blackwood saw in. only Blackwood played. And he usually makes tough runs. Blackwood is like, I must say, yeah. Temba Bavuma. He has a terrible average, but he his runs are heavy runs. They're made when the rest of the team has failed. So Tagnar and Chandrapal had hoped he would bat a little longer with uh, Blackwood, right? That would have... So from 2 for 12, if they had taken West Indies to 2 for 50... I think I think West Indies would have crawled across the line. Austin Chase let go of a ball, right? It was from left arm uh, over the wicket. Mm. He didn't judge the line correctly. It was a matter of millimeters, but he had just it wrong. And then, so there, I expected a bit more between Austin Chase, Kyle Myers, Joshua Silva, and Jason Holder. Jason Holder did his bit, but he looked, he knew that he had to keep going, right? Mm. So between these four, if they had made those 20s, West Indies would have won. So, I mean, Jason Holder a bit more than 20, Joshua De Silva a bit more because it was only Blackwood and De Silva and then Blackwood and Holder who sort of set it up. Then Kimar Roach, he tried his bit, right? But mm-hmm. then you knew there was a ball coming. There was no way you would see one of those great test match wins. You get that feeling. As well as Blackwood was playing, you get, you get the feeling, nah, there's a ball coming now, just now. And that's what happened, right? And Rabada, 6-4. Yeah. Yeah. Enric Norkia, a bit costly, but doesn't matter, right? They they did their job, all four of the fast bowlers. So it was purely a test match for fast bowlers. I mean, I think there were some discussions earlier on, could West Indies have chosen Permal, right? Like how I said, they should have gone in with an additional batter. Somebody was also saying maybe they should go in with an additional spinner. They have Austin Chase, but it was not really a spinner's game. The eight hours bowled by spinners no. throughout the game no, no. No, no. <laughs> on that pitch, right? So... I think you were telling me you have some interesting uh, yes. tidbit to add here. Yes, yes. Um, this game ended yesterday. And yesterday, Temba Bavuma was admitted to a very, very elitist club in men's test cricket. It's a club I like to call mm-hmm. very specialist captain's club. And it's a club where you are only admitted if you win a test match as captain but you have to back a pair in the process you're mm-hmm. not allowed to take any catches you are not allowed to participate in a runout or participate in affecting a runout <laughs> so basically you should not have been involved in any meaningful action exactly and temba bavuma became to my knowledge the second member uh, and and you don't you are not allowed to take a wicket as well so of course you don't yeah. you have to bag a pair you don't you're not allowed to take a wicket you're not allowed to take a catch and you're not allowed to affect a run out and you have to win the game as captain um temba bavuma to my knowledge became the second member of that club yesterday mhm well, it was also his first test as a test match captain, isn't it? When he's not a stand-in. Uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. But he is he is the second member of that club. He won he won that test. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything for his team. Um, any guesses as to um, who was the first member? Of the I'm club? going to go with Mark Taylor. No, no, no. It's um, actually mm. one of the. Um, it's actually a person who is. Considered one of the better captains of his of his nation, it's uh, Nasser Hussein, uh, ah. who who opened the club 
at the Oval in 2000. Incidentally, also against the West Indies. All right. <laughs> so there was there has never been a captain in the history of the game who's done less to win a game, almost, for his team. Yes. In Fantastic. test cricket, at least. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. But here, you won the, you, you won the game. Well done. Yeah? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. So, how do you see the rest of the series panning out, really? I don't know. I, I actually don't know. What can South Africa do? They they have a home advantage. They can they can either roll out green mambas. Uh they were famous for in the two thousands when they had um mm. Philander, um which won't suit the West Indian bowling attack. Um I and, beg to and, differ. I think Roach will make very think? good use of such a pitch. Yes. Yeah. He showed that. He showed that. Yes, 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 Roach, but um Joseph and um Gabriel will do nothing with that. I don't think mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. much in the swing game. I think they're both hit 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 the deck sort of. Yes. You're right. So that's an that's an advantage for South Africa. It would be a South African advantage, I think. But um yeah, I mean, I think it hangs in the balance. Um, I don't, I don't take. I think South Africa should not be overconfident um, after this victory, and West Indies should not be too disheartened after this loss because um, there were good signs in the fight back from the lower order in the second innings. They can do this. This mm-hmm. is not a this is not a team that solely relies on their captain and their ex captain in Jason Holder. Holder. Nah, but the rest of them have to stand up, really. See, um, at least uh, Reefer did a good job in the first innings. So for me, um, the, the that middle order, the set of three or four all rounders that they pack in, one of them will have to probably go. Uh, do you also think that maybe Kyle Myers, maybe Thurston Chase? In favor of a proper batsman. They have only Athanasi or Devon Thomas. I'm surprised there's no nobody else. Uh, Truma Bonner or somebody else, right? Shannon Brooks. Yeah, but, I think I think I think Roston Chase is the obvious one to go. Hmm, hmm. Now because he he couldn't do really much with the bat and he was not required with, with the, the ball. ball really. With the ball even. Yeah. And he was not required. He was not required much there as a spinner. And with the bat he didn't do much. So Look, you might as well sit out one of, I think it might be Gabriel who might miss out. Because look, Rafer can bowl, right? He can bowl what Myers does. Yes. So for me, if Rafer, who's sort of fixed in that 11 because of his innings, I would say Myers may have to sit out. Simply because depending on the pitch, the next test is in Centurion, right? So mm-hmm. it, it remains to be seen whether, uh, yeah, they're going to go that way. Or just keep the additional fast bowler or additional fast bowling all-rounder and drop chase. So, I, I expect one of those two to go. And maybe Athanasi to get mm. a debut. Yes, I think it's it's dependent on the on the pitch. Uh, who has to go? Uh, if Rifa or um, Gabriel? I think. Mm. I'd, be, I'd be a bit uh, a bit cautious. But if they, if they roll out a hard deck... Um, mm-hmm. 
I think Gabriel can be terrific in South Africa. Oh yes, I mean that's why they played him. I thought it was almost like a preparation for the next yeah. bunch of games. He's also in the ODI squad, mm. and because he's coming off an injury, sort of they want to get him match fit. So he was given some overs in match conditions. That was fine, but yeah, I think in the end he neither hurt nor uh, helped their chances. Frankly, yeah. So it'll come down to their batting and whether you know they can. So in South Africa, if you put up two fifty plus. in both innings i think that will give you a reasonable chance because these would still be good Absolutely. bowling pitches so the edge goes to that if you remember that india series i mean it was all around that 250 250 270 yes. something like this so mm. if they can get to that they give themselves a real chance so as as you rightly said neither team would feel too happy or too disappointed both were really there or thereabouts right so I think it will be a much closely mm-hmm. contested game, whichever way, and it will be a result game. It will not be a draw. That's the way I look at it. All right. So that was uh, that's going to be an interesting prediction. So, but I would not be too surprised if the series is, series finishes one all. Right? West Indies coming back to take it. So let's see if they are able to mm-hmm. do that. So going a little bit back. So the other big games that happened in the last week or so. One is the World Cup final, and as predicted, Australia went on to win. Well, South Africa, I think. they let themselves down a little bit in that chase a bit a bit yes hmm so first of all i think towards the end they may have considered a few too many and then probably they were they considered five or eight runs more than you would have expected but then they still managed to keep australia under 160 that was well done to them right fantastic bowling from shabnam mm-hmm. ismail and um, laba and all of these people yes Ibanga Kaka. So, in the end, I think uh, Marisan Kapp was a little bit more costly than she would have liked, but she took two wickets. And then when it came to batting, really only Laura Walwat. She she held them together. They got no momentum into the innings at all. So, even heading into thirteenth, fourteenth over, they expected big things from Chloe Trian and other people down the order. Nadine De Klerk. They couldn't really get going and do as much as was expected. So, I think it was a failure of the top order where they didn't even match. Six and a half, seven runs and over at the top, and then those additional ten or twelve you will make up. This Australian team is such a beast. I mean, there are four, five bowlers. Any one of them yes. will turn up. You're done. It's almost like that. So their spinners really were taken uh, taken to task here, but still their fast bowling lineup stood up, and that's it. There were three of those: Megan Shute, Ashley Gardner, and Darcy Brown. Of course, Ashley Gardner is a spinner, and she's specialist at starting and ending the innings. Right. So that was the real difference. I thought. Mm. So I mean, this is what yeah. we had predicted before the tournament began. This is what exactly happened at the end. They won. Yes, effort. but uh, I did not predict um, South Africa to be mm. the second place in the tournament. Um, and well done to them for that. Um, they have reached a World Cup final. Something the men's team can't say. <laughs> of course, at home, right? They did it. Yeah, against all odds, against you know divisions in the team, all of these things. Whatever you thought, you whatever you heard, right? Yeah, and 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 uh, Dan van Niekerk is 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 injured and stuff like that. She's she's an integral part of the team. Well, subject to her regaining her fitness, I think it was less than uh, injury. It was more la- lack of fitness. But no, she has. That's... A, she has. A, no, she has a. She has a broken femur or something like that. Oh wow! That didn't heal properly. Something like that. Um, right. 
or, or the the healing the healing process is not proceeding at the pace they want something like that um so of course everyone was um was mad that she was left out because she failed a fitness test but it's actually um a really serious injury she has and she wanted to try uh the fitness test and she was as i recall she was allowed to take it on a ah okay not in real running but in a treadmill yes in a treadmill on a treadmill which is which is better for uh for the joints and stuff like that and she mm. couldn't do it then so it seems to be a bit more serious and mm. yeah 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 it's 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 a really serious situation from all i have read well we really hope she doesn't drift off into retirement and play leagues but stays and maybe commits again in 6 months takes the test the fitness yes. test and passes absolutely all the best goes out to danifa nikak absolutely one of the most impactful women's players out there so um, i hope we can also see her in wipl so we'll get to that later so let's see so mm-hmm. that was that was sort of expected australia going out to win a record a record setting sixth title really i don't know when this juggernaut will ever stop is this the best ever women's team period across all sports a conditional yes because um you have to say that they have among the best um conditions in inside the board because mm. they get paid the same as the men thanks to david warner who really stood up for them um the funding is there he um he put cricket australia with their backs to the wall and said no um you pay them the same as us mm-hmm. which is a commendable um action um i don't think there's any other nation test playing nation around the world that does anything like that and everywhere there's um whether 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 women's national team is in the hands of of a of a board um i don't think they do even pay i hmm. i i i um consciously exclude something like um german uh winter sports or something like that individual sports um like biathlon and something like that from that because right. there's because there's actually um pay equality as well because they are uh basically employed by the military in germany those i see sportsmen I see. they are sports soldaten <laughs> uh they still follow a military uh job they're, they're employed by the army or the services interesting i was yeah yeah they 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 are they are they are they are just doing their sports and and once a year someone says all right hmm. you are now uh, promoted to oberfeldwebel <laughs> all right now go back now go back to to um skiing <laughs> or high jumping or whatever that is yeah uh, yeah ski jumping or something like that there <laughs> ski <Yes>. jumping <laughs> it's fair enough yeah and and the uh, the german police forces um also have um hmm. a sports division 
here. So and and there's there's pay equality, but I think that's the most important thing. They get paid much better than all their competitors, and that gives them the freedom to concentrate fully on their sports. So yeah, I think they're the best sports team, the best women's sports team in the world right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, indeed, that's quite a quite an achievement, and hope that they continue on with this, right? So that's quite something, and uh, yeah. let's uh, let's see how long this this run continues and long may it continue may maybe into a couple more captains if this is possible at all right this will be fantastic to see counter so, counter counterpoint counterpoint uh-huh. hopefully all the other test nations or the other nations catch up take a take a leave out of australia's playbook <laughs> paid paid their women cricketers yeah well mm-hmm. and then break australian dominance as soon as possible well you have the wipl coming and we hope at yes. least yes. let it start let it start by doing that making indian women's cricketer right. uh, also you know free from uh, sort of thinking too much about where they're going to earn the rest of the money right and then exactly. it starts from there hopefully okay uh, this is All one right. thing The next uh, thing I wanted to discuss was that amazing test match between England and New Zealand. I don't know how England came back to make a match out of it and how they ended up losing it. So fantastic test match again, baseball England versus Kane Williamson's or former formerly Kane Williamson's sedate New Zealand now Tim Southey's New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a great test for Tim Southey as well as a skipper. He he didn't do the, all that well in the first test. I think in the second test he did quite well, and there was a difference. in that attitude and so england batting first another fantastic batting five runs and over 435 declared you would think ah oh, they're going to roll new zealand over again but new zealand stood up right the first innings they made only 209 but then when they followed on they almost set history up thanks to kane williamson 132 lot of solid scores including tom blundell's 90 Tom Lundell has become mm-hmm. quite the counterpunching keeper. You know, I thought when uh, the who is the previous keeper, that fantastic guy, Watling. Um, Watling, uh, right? Um, BJ Watling, yes. Exactly. exactly. So when you thought yeah. he retired, they would miss him. No, but this guy is really standing up to that counterpunching wicketkeeper's role fantastically. Darrell Mitchell 50, good <laughs> 50s from Conway and Latham, right right at the top. And then that 483, you would first of all not think they would be capable of making that. They batted time they took 162 overs in the third innings they made 483 and enough of a challenge but you still thought you know the way crawley and duckett started okay they're going to roll it over they're going to mm-hmm. make it in 60 overs what they did to india in that one off test right mm-hmm. no. no joe root ran harry brook out i think that was a turning point in the game do you think um yes i think hmm. without facing a ball harry brook that was no run i don't know what happened it was such a What are they doing? Okay, that's a run out. I see. It was almost like that, right? I mean, I mean, he ran out the player of the series. Well, of he almost that's... made up for it, but yeah, it was not enough. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I think that's that's where I think he gets some credit. Wagner getting rid of uh, Stokes and then finishing the game off, right? And then. basically also getting rid of joe root so he found that additional gear they had really targeted him right so he's no he's no young guy now wagner so one of those really bad series you would think 
is his career in jeopardy because you know first innings 21 overs 119 for one targeting at he was going at seven runs an over in the 12th over and so on so if the second innings had finished the same way you think now new zealand will have to look far afield they'll have to bring in scott cooklein or somebody else uh, brent tickner is it that guy try to now that you know uh, one of the main people bolt are is sort of out of the picture they have to then look who else is around but then wagner again proved himself in the second innings getting a 4-4 and those three important wickets mainly joe root i think right so joe root and then stuart broad uh, sort of shocked and getting out and i think ben fox was the guy really he had it in his hand Saudi got him, uh, right? Yeah. It was, and then James Anderson sort of hit that boundary, tried to get them across the line. It wouldn't be. Got Pope, Root, Stokes, mm-hmm. and Anderson. I think. I think mm. Wagner. Wagner is is really is really. I think he should be the man of the match because he has been. They they took him to the cleaners in the first test of the series. And they took mm. him to the cleaners in the first innings of this test. Um, and then he took England's final wicket to win it by one run for New Zealand. Under this this pressure. Right. Okay, okay, okay. He, mm. he got James Anderson as England's 10th wicket. But mm. to know... You've been taken to the cleaners in the last test. You've been taken to the cleaners in the first innings of this test. Um, if they make one run, the scores are level, and he gets him. Absolutely, that's amazing. Absolutely, that's Look, amazing. You have to give this guy credit. You have to give this guy credit simply because that's a wonderful show of character, right? It it also yes. exemplifies what this New Zealand team is all about. Absolutely. So Kane Williamson standing up, becoming the highest Test run scorer for New Zealand, right? Conway mm-hmm. and Latham showing the way. First of all, so they actually taking out between them 50 overs of the game, nearly 150 runs added. So that really shows what New Zealand were looking at. They just wanted to bat time. They wanted to bat 150, 180 overs, and then see where they were. And they were ahead enough to make a real game out of it, and then win, mm. right? So probably. The one guy England would you could say missed in this situation. Ollie Pope had another failure. You wouldn't expect, and he would probably make those runs. Joe Root did really well. They, they needed one guy with Joe Root. The match would have been over. Ben Stokes did his bit. Ben Fox did his bit. It could have been Harry Brook, or it could have been even somebody else like Stuart Broad. Anybody who could have just stood with Joe Root or one of the set batters. Another two runs. That's all you needed. It was that close. Mm, mm. Unfortunately, I missed. Most of the last day, I saw only until about they were eighty for five in the second innings, and then it was too late, and I had to go to bed. Then in the morning, I wake up to see what has happened. Wow, how did they manage to get so close? So after Edgbaston, this is probably one of the more thrilling results. This time, England on the other side. They, that time, they won it, right? A victory by one run. So a lot of records here. New Zealand coming back from uh, following on just the four team to do that. England losing by one run. So I think you also have another tidbit to add. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, and I think I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, compare to Edge Baston. Uh, I know, I know, I know. This is the thrilling cricket match everyone has in mind. But I think the most important thing here is that every Australian should be happy. They are not the only Test playing nation anymore. That um, 
loses a match after enforcing the follow-on. Uh, and they can also mm. point at England and laugh for England becoming the first test-playing nation to declare, enforce the follow-on, and then <laughs> lose. Right. No, no, no. I it's it it was a it was a thrilling it was a thrilling finish. It was a it was a great match. I actually couldn't um follow it live all that much because um it started at eleven PM and um stumps stumps were drawn when I was stumps were drawn when I had to get up. Something like that. <laughs> At six six o'clock. So um I mostly consumed this through um highlights and um reports and the scorecard of course. But I mean if there's one sport you can you can consume through scorecards, highlights, uh and reports, it's cricket. So it's fine. I did see the uh highlights, but as you say it doesn't do justice to what really happened but nonetheless very nice very nice game again shows there is more in cricket than you know heavyweight superstars all of these things one side but then absolutely you have the other side which are belief cricketers who have their belief they say we just won't give up we just won't die we refuse to die we will take this game and they come through and they take it what an amazing game absolutely so that covers the games now we move to the contemporary series the odi series which is currently underway mm-hmm. so the first odi between new zealand uh, sorry england and bangladesh so it was interesting where low scoring affair meerpur you would expect uh, a slow turner and that's exactly what was served up served up and well england were chasing bangladesh batted first so first of all a lot of a lot of uh, hopes were resting on how uh, all of these people coming back into the squad like jofra archer mark wood how their bodies would mm. hold up they held up fine mm. in fact mark wood played two games in a row jofra archer was rested for the second game but i think new um, bangladesh would feel a bit let down so there was really nobody to play with mahabudullah their middle order shakib alasan afif hosain mehdi hasan biras you would expect these two to come through so england had debutant in will jacks who took a wicket as well their spinners came to the party the rashid probably considers himself a bit costlier than he would have liked but mainly damage was done by the fast bowlers so it was not like bangladesh wasted a lot of balls they got to the 48th over they were only able to make 209 mm. then you think england they still the england the world champion england right the odi team they would chase this down without much ado but no so they strike back they take a couple of wickets right at the top and they continue to strike so again at 4 for 65 5 for 103 you think oh england are dead and buried except for this one guy who's standing there david malan mm. he's absorbing the pressure he knows he doesn't have to worry about run mm. rate it's it's fine right even though england are 100 and fights halfway through halfway through the number of overs so if he bats out they'll win that's exactly what he does so he bats right through absorbing the pressure slowly lifting the run rate hitting a six here and there i think it was a masterclass of how to do a chase in subcontinental conditions It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, um I have my I have my gripes with um the ICC rating systems for mm. batsmen bowlers all rounders. Um but um he was at one time the number one ranked batter in the world. 
Yeah, but that's but that's he he played he played in the test team in in a in an era when um nobody at the ECB knew what they were doing. Well, I mean, not per se they didn't know they didn't know enough. They've always known. It's it's they've come a long way from how they selected their teams in 80s and 90s, but still some careers have not been as well managed as you can expect. Mm. He he played a wonderful wonderful innings. and that innings was the real difference between the you know uh, the two teams because if you take away his 114 there is nothing on the scoreboard for england almost nothing nothing yes so the it second, was that the second best is a 26 by will jacks yeah no it was all the lower order right 12 from yes. phil salt but then moin ali 14 you would expect moin ali should do more right between moin ali and chris wokes they should have done a bit more it didn't matter because will jacks i think he did his bit by coming in at 6 or 7 you are expected to make that 20 or 30 and make sure you know he was scoring at a good rate even if he had stood out it would have been done the game would have been done but then those final 40 runs 40 odd runs was done in the company of adil rashid so adil rashid shows he's mature enough to not throw his wicket away just stand there knowing that the runs will come right so that was well done to him as well mm-hmm. so when you look at the bowling taijul islam he's he was costly from bangladesh perspective he was costly in today's game as well but then he took those three wickets mehdi hasan miraz controlled bowling taskeen ahmed has been quite a revelation for me he's he's now much changed bowler he made a real impact in the first game he made a real impact in the second game we are going to discuss it but then i think between shakib and mustafizur rahman they did not provide enough wicket taking balls shakib took a no. wicket no that was a real difference because but yeah the fizz was a bit a bit disappointing Hmm. Absolutely. Look, it was a consummate England that turned up finally. You know the yeah. the world champion England who will roll anybody over, right? Actually, so yes. Jason Roy has made three hundreds now since he's been given a chance to come back, and he's showing. You know, he's a real contender even on pitches in the subcontinent. So it's going to be interesting that uh, Phil Salt. I expected. to actually also make a contribution because he's a hitter but then you know the way he was dismissed uh, i think taskeen ahmed has good control over his seam bowling skills not only with mm. the pace the lengths that he worked out and the way he bowled so i was i was lucky enough to be commentating with kerala cricket the first 10 and the between overs of yes. 20 and 30 so i was able to observe the game a bit more closely so Jason Roy he took his time to set his innings up then once he got going he continued to hit a boundary here and there kept in touch about 90 strike rate of 90 throughout so david mullan failed james wins they keep giving him chances he keeps failing i don't know what to say but jos butler there was an immediate change when jos butler stepped in at 3 for 96 you saw they started running more they started communicating better there were a lot more twos in places of one and then you saw they were looking to slowly up the run rate right josh mm-hmm. butler set his shop as always sweeping the spinners and sort of playing horizontal bat shots until he became comfortable and started hitting them down the ground jason roy was a real real fantastic innings he was a little tired towards the end he hit a lot of boundaries and got out but 
until then he set up the innings beautifully by the time he hit his 100 you knew england were on track to make a 300 right mm. because uh josh butler was really nicely set but then you knew all of these hitters are coming in the form of will jacks moin ali sam curran you you cannot expect they will fail multiple times so and that's exactly what they did in the company of their skipper moin ali and sam curran took england to 326 which i dare say on this pitch might be about i don't know 70 80 runs so above par absolutely absolutely and 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 it, i think it it turned out to be around 80 runs above par mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i think uh, batting under that much amount of pressure uh, bangladesh simply succumbed right again you have um, the top order failing so tamim iqbal and uh, shakib al hasan sort of setting it up nicely they tried to set up the same way that uh, jason roy had set it up with the england top order but then from 3 for 9 chasing 326 you know you're always in trouble right Absolutely. 4 4 88 when uh, tamim got out you expected these two to bat another 10 overs right then they would have picked the run rate up which they couldn't do so then once tamim got out i sort of stopped following the game to be frank with you because there was yeah. almost no way back for bangladesh no. i mean somebody like afif had to play out of his skin um, you know hit that 125 wicket bangladesh back in uh, that didn't happen really so you know adil rashid he took a 4-4 and then sam karan he immediately made his presence felt back in the team after a while he was sort of out of the picture he's back in the team he immediately takes a 4-4 4 for 29 where his first three mm-hmm. wickets really sunk bangladesh right away i think with the, right at the top and then um he also made 33 of just 19 very crucial runs yes absolutely um he's as as they say on guerrilla cricket the demon boy child absolutely those eyes that hair <laughs> <laughs> right so but yeah also the other spinners stood up very well so adil rashid may have taken four but will jacks learning to bowl on subcontinent conditions you will never be able to really replicate that much uh, no matter where else you bowl but sakib mahmud turned up well Uh, he couldn't get a wicket but then mark would also i think he was held back towards the end when, once they realized the result was not too much of a problem i think they held mark would back they didn't uh, risk him more right so mm. moin ali one for 27 of 9 will jacks uh, no wicket for 27 of 6 but th- these are very important uh, cricket uh, matches for these two moin ali is a proven quantity he has to do his seniors role he did it with a bat and ball because the first game he had failed adil rashid was good in the first game second game he took a 4-4 right so mm. overall basically england win the series and this is the first time bangladesh have lost a bilateral yes. series odi series at home for like 6 years from 2016 yes. they had not lost it so that was a uh, that was an interesting one they have a dead rubber on monday and a three uh, t20 series to follow that yeah uh, but but um going back to um what you said this is the um uh, 2019 world cup champion uh If you if you look at if you look at the team there's there's not much of that um 2019 World Cup team in this squad actually well the leadership has changed the core of the team has indeed changed there's no Joe Root but look Joe Root yeah. has not completely written himself off They, no, no, still in no, the no, no 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 um i think it's 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 more to do with um Root being in the test team Stokes being in the test team 
who are in 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 uh, New Zealand at the moment well there is also the small matter of a big guy called Johnny Bairstow yeah uh, who's currently sitting out injured so that's what i was thinking right once johnny berster comes back i think jason roy may have done enough to convince the selectors he should be partnering with jason roy uh, sorry johnny berster right at the top that will be a fantastic uh, you know uh, opening mm-hmm. then david malan i think you wouldn't go without him now he's shown that he vince, can do really vince well vince is the obvious vince is the obvious exactly. uh, scapegoat vince goes in comes joe root for me or harry brook if you want so if you say no jorud is older let's give a new guy a chance bring in harry brook he's he's taken to international cricket like it's it's nothing so that guy might come in right and then will jacks i think he'll be in the equation because you'll not have three spinners in every game but then then comes ben stocks he's sort of retired actually but i have a feeling in the no, summer no, he's not he's not coming back i don't he's not coming so. back uh, i don't think so okay Have you seen Phoenix from the Ashes? Is this the documentary about yes. uh, the West Indian team, was it? No. No, 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 no. It's it's the uh do you have Amazon Prime? I anyone do. who has anyone anyone who has um Amazon Prime, I can I can only recommend uh looking up uh Phoenix from the Ashes. Um it's a documentary about Ben Stokes and oh, his wow. struggles struggles with mental health. um it includes um James Bond director Sam Mendes who um interviews mm. Stokes and it's it's a really it's a really really good documentary about Ben Stokes and after you have seen that mm. you will know two things first mm. he will not unretire for ODIs Mm-hmm. And second of all, you will know where this hand sign, where he has the um, pulled back ring finger. Ah, I see. I see. When he wins, very interesting. I had not noticed that. Watch That's, it. I'll keep it. I'll keep it in mind. Watch it. Know. It's 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 excellent. Wonderful, wonderful tip. Thank you. And uh, I think our uh, listeners also would be curious. Uh, those of us who have not seen it would be curious to see which way it goes. Right. Okay. So that was the England series. Now if we look at some of the news from off the field, Bumrah yes. is badly injured. He's going to miss the IPL 2023 and in fact, yes. Uh, the World Test Championship final looks a bit a uh, bit far away for him now because they're they being BCCI and the National Cricket Academy in India that desperately trying to get him fit. And now because it's a stress reaction that he has from the lower back, we always knew that sort of action he had would take a lot. out of his uh, out of his body and now they are trying to send him uh, to new zealand where they have uh, finalized on a doctor who can help him somebody mm-hmm. who, who specializes in this sort of uh, stress related injuries so he might fly there and try and get himself treated so it's it's a very very tough thing so from sort of mid 2022 onwards he's not played much any competitive cricket frankly so except for a t20 series here and there i think so that's a real big problem so So look I always said Bumrah will have 150 to 200 test wickets if you keep him fit if you keep him mm. you know relatively stress and injury free simply because of so he had a, he has 128 wickets in just 30 tests he's a really match winning bowler both at home and abroad of course but he's played 72 ODIs and 60 T20s and IPL to add to that and so on so I'm thinking maybe 
yeah, they need to really ensure if the remaining 50 wickets, test wickets that he has come, they come in service of India mm-hmm. rather than India testing, rather than the ODI team or T20 team. Mm. What do you say? Yeah. First of all, first of all I, th- I think it's a, a stress a stress fracture is not really stress related it's it's uh it's a it's a word for um a fracture mm-hmm. in in bones that relates to shearing forces i think i know i understand when i meant stress i meant the body stress not the mental ah, okay problem. all right all right all right all right all right yeah yeah um i think there uh, it's it's interesting isn't it um it's it's a bit like your two options are, or your three options are, hmm. one, um, you hold him back to save him hmm. for for the test team. Your second option is um, to remodel him and possibly ruin him, like they did with Jimmy Anderson, because mm-hmm. most people don't remember that. Uh, Jimmy Anderson had the same problems early in his career. They remodeled his action. Hmm. It didn't work out. Um, he returned to his original action, tweaked that one a bit. Exactly. And now he's the he's the most prolific uh, fast <laughs> bowling taker in international cricket. Um, so that's the three three options I see. Um, I think. Hmm. I think. Uh... Tweaking his action might be a bit too late in the game for him, but it you're was, right. It, it was it was very late in in uh, in Jimmy's career hmm. when they tried to tweak his action. Actually, you're right. You're right. But then it never worked. You said no. It, it never it never worked. So so um, let's see let's see what the specialist says. Um, I'm I'm right. definitely not not a qualified. Um, back surgeon, neurosurgeon, or something like that. Um, and this podcast is definitely not medical advice. <laughs> um, no, no. I hope you can, I hope you can find a way to bowl so that he can give us, so that he can have a long career, um, play pain-free, and well, just entertain us for a very long time. I really hope so. Absolutely. Uh, see, he's young enough that his body can still cope. Maybe yes. with a small change in action, but more importantly, with some special exercises, special yes. regime and special other things. So, But what we want is, a, as you said, pain-free Bumra who can go out there and win games for India. right? And that's what I would like to see, the most of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? So let's see. Let's see if that materializes. We wish him all the best going forward. Then the other news, well, Sandeep Lamichane, he's uh, he's back playing for Nepal. He played the um, you know the tri series mm-hmm. uh, in Nepal, and then now he's in Dubai, where he was drafted into the squad as a replacement, injury replacement, and this was subject to um, ICC approval because he's sort of facing uh, charges on some sexual coercion and so on. Mm-hmm. So, but he's back, and though Nepal are not doing particularly well in these uh, games. He's 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 doing all right as the bowler. So today uh, Nepal lost to uh, Papua New Guinea. It was a low-scoring affair. Oh, mm. hang on, they've actually gone on to win. My bad. Mm. So the first game they had lost, 
first game they had lost to UAE comfortably. It was not again a big high scoring game. It was just 200 plays, 170, 160. But in the second game, they have come out and shown their metal. So Papua New Guinea was allowed for 179 with uh, you know Samit uh, Sandeep mm. taking one wicket but doing his bit. And then Asif Sheikh, the wicket keeping opener, has taken them home with good contributions from Kushal Malla and Sandeep Lamichane with the bat. So basically, oh. from 7 for 105, I actually stopped following it, thinking the game is done. Mm-hmm. Then, from there, they both have taken them home. This is one, another wonderful innings, another wonderful sort of uh, exhibition of uh, chase batting from uh, Asif Sheikh. And he's he's partnered with uh, Sandeep, who scored 35 of 50, comfortably, oh. looking like a batter, round the order. And they have taken them home. See, that's how much I go. I myself was surprised to see they won. Right. So that's good to see. But at least, you know, sometimes I think with people like Sandeep, he's a very young man. You forget he's only 22. And he's seen a lot of fame, a lot of other things. Maybe sometimes that gets to you at some at some stage, maybe. But I, I don't know. I don't know what is the real things going on. But the courts in his country have allowed him to travel. And for me, that's the most important thing. And that, that's just about it, I think. So that means he should be able to travel and play. Well, if that means he gets to first take a permission from ICC, clear a few things, that's fine for me. I'm 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 also fine with this decision because mm-hmm. he's not Scott Kugelein. <laughs> well, that's and, another and uh, and, and mm-hmm. I believe in the rule of law and one of the one of the um, cornerstones of our justice system is in dubio poreo. In doubt, yeah. Um, for the accused, there is doubt in Lamichain's uh, La case. Hmm. There is no doubt in Kugelin's case. He admitted it. He ah, got off then, on a technicality. Exactly. There was not enough. Evidence to prosecute him, so they had no, to let but him go. He, but he, yeah, no, no, no. There was a, there was a. Um, he, he, um, he confessed, hmm. but there were um, procedures were not followed. It was basically a mistrial. Ah, so they had to throw out his confession, is it? Yes. So, so, so his confession could not be used by 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 the prosecution. Ah, I was not but, aware of but, this. But he confessed. I see. At, I see. So therefore, I say, yes, he has not been convicted of rape, but we have his confession. Um, his conviction got thrown out on uh, on a technicality. Um, right. This is something that's, that's different than someone who has not been convicted, um, mm. um, who has not confessed. In in dubio in dubio poreo, if the court finds him um, innocent, I mm. might, depending on how the case goes, I might have a bad feeling about it. But <laughs> I'm not. I'm not now. I'm not going to speculate. Exactly. He has not. He has not been convicted um, of of a rape, and he mm-hmm. has not confessed to a rape. It's called Kugelein has. That's right. the difference. Mm, mm, mm. 
I see. So I was not aware of this detail, and I'm well now. I can understand all the outrage every time he plays. Sort of yes. gives me a bit more, yes. bit more of an idea. Yes, okay. he he got off. He got off on a technicality, and people mm. are a bit outraged about that. I can perfectly understand that. I can perfectly understand. But nonetheless, in this case, I guess we have to wait and watch. But until then, yes. Yes, he should get the benefit of doubt and he should be yes. able to travel, yes. play. And that's what's happening. And that's a good thing to see. Yes, I presume he's innocent until it's proven guilty. Absolutely. Now, so we'll we'll keep an eye on how those things happen. It might be a few more months down the line, but we will hear. So another mm -hmm. thing that's been pending for a few months, the Cricket Discipline Commission's hearing racism-related oh, cases yes. okay. from yeah. ECB yeah. that have been laid mm -hmm. out now against six people from Yorkshire including Michael Vaughan. So there's Michael Vaughan, Richard Pyra, Andrew Gale. There's Matthew Hogart, Tim Bresnan, John Blaine. All of these people have been charged. And a few of these have refused to simply attend the charges mm. and uh, attend these hearings. They can't be forced to attend it. So I think Michael Vaughan, I don't know if he's going to be one of the people attending, but they finally started this, this whole thing in UK. I'm very curious how it's going to come up. It's... it's, it's uh, at least three people, including uh, Hoggard, Bresnan, John Blaine, they are denying the charges. Well, five of those have refused to attend the hearing. So it's, it's going to be interesting, really, how it goes. Because there is a panel. This panel is only able to make recommendations, I understand. They cannot really... Mm. They don't have the right to actually pass any sentencing or mm. actually bar anybody from doing anything. But what they can do is make recommendations which the Yorkshire County Cricket Club and ECB themselves can follow. Right? And there, and there it is... It is important to note that the Yorkshire Cricket Club accepted responsibility in all charges brought against the club. Yeah. So they are not part of these hearings because mm -hmm. they have preliminarily um, admitted responsibility uh, or res uh, admitted guilt. They pled guilty. Yeah, I mean, I think their test match status was suspended for a while and then it was reinstated, if I'm not wrong. I remember this. Yeah. What I find problematic about this, mm -hmm. um, and and listeners listeners can look this up on uh, ESPN Crick Info. Uh, they have a write-up of this. Um, and I think it's, on the one hand, of course, it's very necessary Um to wade through this mud of racism, racism and stuff like that. But the problem is how this panel is, is organized. Um, there is a um, there is a paragraph near the front. Let me see where where they say um, Azim where where Azim Rafiq was called to the witness stand um, mm. as witness of the ECB um, three separate times hmm. and because hmm. because the Yorkshire side did not take part in this thing and the ECB does not want to ask him questions um he was he was called to the witness stand three different times three separate times um and he stood on the on the witness stand and no one is asking him any questions and oh wow the arbitrator just had to tell him okay no questions get down no no questions 
get down. Uh, next witness, Azim Rafiq. Okay, ice clam. All right, get up here. What is going up on? Onto the up onto the witness stand. Anyone, any questions? No? Okay. Back down you go. Why Three was such a pantomime played out then? Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking pantomime. And and that's my problem with that. Mm. That is you have to... a bit unfortunate. Yes. Look, you have to be pragmatic about these things. What what were they afraid? What was the counterparty in this case, the ECB? Uh, sorry, Yorkshire. What were they really afraid that he would say? No, Yorkshire. Yorkshire didn't. Yorkshire didn't ask him any questions because Yorkshire didn't participate in this whole charade because they hmm. admitted guilt Fine. Prelim before before the proceedings. They admitted guilt before the proceedings, so they did not turn up. Hmm. And because none of the accused turned up, the ECB did not see it fit to ask him any questions to incriminate any players. Any parties present because because there were no parties present to incriminate. So this is a farce. Well, let me ask the other way. Will this achieve anything? If this is the way it goes, if you have five of the people who were asked to come and they said, we don't believe in this court, we're not coming. Good luck. Right. Then including Michael Vaughan. I mean, there is a chance he may never work in media, they say anymore. Right. At least not for a few years. So there are a few players who stand to former players or players who stand to you know lose uh, gainful employment in the field of cricket, but all that apart, will this achieve anything at all? Do you think? I think it won't. I think it will hurt because it takes place in in England, and England right now is a is a very very strange place mm. uh, with a very strange culture war mindset uh and i feel that this this yorkshire proceedings this yorkshire inquiry um is a pantomime played out in 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 in, mm. in front of the backdrop of of this very weird culture war and this is mm. i i mean it touches me as well because it's hmm. it's a inquiry into 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 race not only into racism but into prejudice um of marginalized groups and stuff like that yeah. and um i hate that people like hoggart vaughn uh who are not who, and especially hmm. vaughn Who's not who's not known to be um a very sensitive person um are allowed to make a mockery of mm. of 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 justice of of social justice of of equality I hate that mm. I don't know if it I don't know if it can do any good I don't know uh I hear you I hear you but uh, you know, it must be held, even if it means we fail to do it well. Yes, that must be highlighted. No, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. Yes, I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying we shouldn't mm. do it. We should try to to take the high road 
and 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 say okay right. um we present our our case as sober and as detailed and as clearly as we can mm. um and all that's left for us is to hope that we can convince some people that listen to this case that mm. Vaughn tries to make a mockery of. They see, okay, there is there is something amiss here. And I see that the accused is trying to make a mockery of this whole proceedings. Maybe the accused is not a really cool guy. That's 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 mm, mm. what we have to do, what our side has to do. Not me personally, but that's what our side has to do. And we can't do much more. Mm. As as bad as that sounds. Right. A bit like um Sting's Englishman in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. I think I recall the yes. lyrics. Yes. Exactly that. Yes. It's a pity. Hmm. Well, let's just hope, if not this time, this leads to exactly. a better reckoning. Where, uh, even though this might appear as a sham, the process is continued, carried out, and the people who should have been present yes. are at least called out. And that means the public are made aware these people should have been present and should have faced justice. I think. And they chose not to. And that's and clearly I think, I think laid out. The important part is yeah. just to have this inquiry um, so that hmm. when in the future societal attitude changes, um, we can say, we can, we can, and hmm. they still misbehave and we can bring them back and say, ah, 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 this is not the first time um, you've been accused of something like that. Hmm. Is it? There's right. precedent here. Something like that. Well, let's see if they are, if not this, some yes. other place, some other time, they're brought back into account and they are forced to answer for their whatever that is, right? So it's, 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 yeah, these waters run far deeper than I had actually understood. And it doesn't fill me with any amount of comfort hearing what has just happened or what might actually transpire. But sometimes the first step is not exactly what you want, but then the following steps will be more concrete, more uh, certain, and more decisive. Let's just say like that. For now, it's just a first step of many, but it has to happen. So let's hope it goes through without, uh, yeah, with as less pain as possible. Yes. Put it the other way. Yeah, the first the first step is taken. It will be painful all the way, but it has to be done. Absolutely. Now, uh, onto a slightly less serious matter. Did you realize the <laughs> highest or the lowest score for men's T20 has just changed recently? Now that all international games being played between countries are T20Is, if they're if they played in a T20 format. Yeah. So this was played in Spain, Cartagena, Cartagena. So it was between Spain yes. and uh, Isle of Man. So Isle of Man batting first collapsed to 10. So now that is the lowest score in men's international T20Is. So I dare say that's a score even my cricket club team will be aspiring to beat when they play a T20. So it's very unfortunate. And Spain, of course, went on to chase this down <laughs> no, in two. two balls or two. three balls. It's it's two. It's two, yes. yes. Two even. Perfect. 
Yes. So it was a no balling world. Is it? Yeah, it was a no balling world. So they went on to win with one guy hitting two sixes and closing the game out. And uh, it was a bit of a farce as a game. But sometimes these things can happen. You still get reminded that occasionally yes. bowlers can do this to teams. We saw it when India were 36 all out. We saw it in a BBL game, I think, when somebody were 15 all out. So then an international team, uh, you know, a lower league international team, it might be they have been bowled out for 10. So... Well, I love man. I hope they come back from this drubbing and they do well in the coming games of the same series. Now, in the next news, which is this is the last one we would cover. So the WIPL mm-hmm. teams are shaping up nicely. The captains have been named. So mm-hmm. McLanning will be leading the Delhi franchise. Beth Mooney, Gujarat Giants, Alisa Healy, UP Warriors, Mumbai Indians will be led by Hanuman Pritkar and Royal Challengers, Bruti Mandana. So the captains have been identified. The teams themselves are already the auctions and the uh, you know player choices have gone through so so i'm really looking forward to this not much of a no. surprise given that uh, there are three australian leaders of the five teams they're all world cup winners big names beth mooney alisa healy and of course meglanning yes. herself right let me ask you just at the outset the way teams have been chosen do you do you already see which team may be very strong may have a taken a lead in the way they're going to approach the game and maybe even go on win I don't WIP. care. I'm a Mumbai fan and my captain is Harman Preetkar and we have Isi oh. Wong. <laughs> yes, the fast bowler. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, as a Bangalore fan, I'm hoping the women show up the men and win a IPL. Yes, um, and I, I would I would wish uh, for them to win for your sake. My sake. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what that's more or less what I thought. But fantastic. So, I really hope they they really get a chance and they actually show up the men's team, which I have been turning <laughs> up for thirteen or fourteen or fifteen years and did nothing. In the first attempt, the women go and win, and they say, "Look, this is what you could have had. You could have had a trophy if you had started in a WIPL earlier." And that's what I'm looking for. But yeah, well, from jokes, uh, I'm hoping this is going to be a very successful mm-hmm. tournament. So that's all I am. That's all I need, really. A successful tournament and may the best team win. Absolutely. Just to finish it off, the third test match pitch between India and Australia has been rated poor by the match referee. Not a lot of surprises Ooh. there. So I, I would like to see how this is going to uh, affect the hosting of this, not only indoor, but the rest of how. You know, the rest of the pitches in India would then learn because they've asked or they wanted to ask for a fast bowling pitch. Uh, I've actually, I've actually seen worse pitches uh, on the on the on the on the England tour to Pakistan. <laughs> they were they were roads and they were deemed average. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those roads. Never you mind. Well, I think it might be overturned on uh, appeal, or it might not really stand up to it, given that it lasted hardly two days. But all right, we'll we'll keep an eye on this in the coming episode. All right, those are all the yes. games as well as news that we wanted to discuss. Thank you once again for participating and giving us your valuable time and amazing opinions and a occasional stat. Thank you very much. That you always bring along, and as always, it's been a pleasure. So it. It went on for a bit yeah. longer, but that's always between the two of us. We take a bit of time. Thank you once again. Well, thank you for having me. And um, thank you to all the listeners um, for your time. I hope you enjoyed it. Can I pitch something? Because 
Go on. Um, I I actually I actually did um, German day by day podcasts uh, on on wow. YouTube. Okay. Uh, you can go to my to my Twitter. Um, that Ajit will uh, undoubtedly link uh, in the in the in the post. Um, yes, that'll be there. Go to my Twitter. Um, I will pin. Mm. There's a. I think there's a pinned tweet. If not, I will pin it right now. Um, so oh. anyone who um, is German speaking and listening to this, um, I'm. I've done. I've done some German stuff. And um, please get in touch with me. Um, I always love to hear from people in Germany who love cricket as well. Perfect. So. Yes, I was going to anyway ask you, would you like to pitch anything in? But well done. Okay. So this is perfect. And we really hope, you know, uh, you, you get to form your own big band of German cricket fans who talk about cricket in Germany, in German. This is what I would like to see yes. as a cricket fan. Right. All right. Thanks a lot once again. And we wish all our listeners a good day, wherever they may be listening from. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.